The Mr. Beast burger controversy. For those unaware, Mr. Beast opened like 300 different stores that sold burgers in, I think, just the US. Please rant about Mr. Beast burgers. What's there to rant about? Why are there no Mr. Beast burgers in Australia? Rah, 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 rah. Now, is, there, is there some controversy related to Mr. Beast burgers? Their quality control is just bad. So what, were people ordering burgers and getting not very good stuff? Yeah. Well, I, I guess that can't be particularly surprising, right? I mean, I guess normally fast food chains, like, slowly build up their stores. But if you just immediately throw out a hundred different stores... Uh, how many did he have? Like a thousand? He's a YouTuber, not a restaurant manager. 300? Yeah, I mean... Doing quality control on 300 different stores that have just opened. Hard thing to do. I wonder if he saw a return on his investment. Whether directly through sales or through, uh... Media. Who said Mr. Beast even makes money back in his videos? As a YouTuber who knows how much money within a ballpark that Mr. Beast is making on each video. Yeah, he, he's, he makes the money back. He 100% makes the money back. 100%. Especially considering that the money that he gives away would be tax deductible. My second channel surpassing my main channel in views. How do you feel that your second channel surpassed your main channel in views? Well, I mean, that's just, that's just understandable. Because, like, one video that contains 20 facts if you want to watch it on my main channel, it gives me one view, but if you want to watch it on my side channel, it gives you- gives me 20 views, you know? Like, my side channel has five times the videos or something at my main channel. It's funny, guys, looking at all these clips of me speedrunning, having terrible things happen, hours into a run, raging, being so angry sometimes, I look at these clips and I go, man, I miss that so much. It's not even been that long, but I look upon my speedrunning clips with like the biggest nostalgia you've ever seen. Like, she's like, oh, he's so angry, he lost all that time to hitting that car. Oh, <laughs> can't wait to get back to it. But I'm sure I'll quickly get annoyed again, to a degree. Watching Minecraft speedruns explains dream cheating. It's like the more that I watch Dowski speedrun uh, Minecraft, the more I understand why Dream cheated in that particular category. It is like, just like 40 aspects of RNG or something. And when you have everything fall in, fall correctly, and then that one thing doesn't go right, it's just like, oh my god, fuck off, he has to start again. Man. Watching Forsen as I did, I don't know if Forsen is using like, a more consistent rouse or something, or I don't know, but if you're going for the best strats, it looks like hell. Yeah, Dowski seems like a true dude. Minecraft is fun to speedrun as you have to improvise, but when taking it to competitive, it gets really bad. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I thought as well. It looks like a fun run to get just a decent time in, have those runs in, learn how to play it, that kind of thing. But trying to grind for that perfect RNG for world record looks hell. Like, going for world record when in the large majority of skill, that can be fun. Going for world record when it's in a large majority RNG, but you also need to be skillful as well, seems very frustrating. Being productive while I'm successful. Five push-ups to start every stream? I was meant to be 
doing a little bit on my elliptical before every stream, but I haven't seemed to manage it. I'm gonna try and force myself eventually. Like when I get up in the morning, I look at my social media a bit. I just wish I had the fortitude, or the strength, or whatever, to uh, just look at that shit while on the elliptical machine. Just get a little bit of exercise while looking at social media, making looking at social media not a complete waste. Although again, because it's my job, I guess it is never a complete waste to look at social media, but I mean, you know what I'm saying. Is it really that important not to waste time? I have a career where what I get out of it is dependent upon how much time I can throw at it. There's always stuff for me to do. There is never any downtime in this job. And because success is fleeting in this career, no one expects to be around for, you know, five, ten years or whatever. There's always this urgency to use your time wisely, to be as productive as possible. Because you don't want to get three years on, be completely irrelevant, and say to yourself, man, I didn't capitalize on my success when I could, you know. A career in social media is a fairly new thing. It's funny to think how new my career still is, right? No one really knows how long you can, like, maintain an audience or whatever. Like, who, what's, what's the longest career anyone's had in social media? Ten years? Surely more, like, I mean, Destiny is who I think of when they think of a long career. He's, he's been around for like 10 years, right? And then there's people like Day 9 or whatever. People from... Was StarCraft kind of like the first real big eSport? Smosh was like 19 years, really? Fuck. Ninja true. I mean, then again, when we're talking about these people, we're talking about people who started when they were like 13, right? We're not talking about old fucks like me, who started when they were... 22, I guess, and I got reasonably successful when I was 26-ish. It is interesting how I can recognize all the names of the people that you're listing. I'm sure there are people who are more new to the scene, new to, I mean, younger people watching YouTube and Twitch and stuff who won't know these people. You were watching YouTube when you were eight? YouTube didn't even exist when I was eight. How old am I? I'm 29. It's true that the best way to, uh, be big on a social media is to grow with that social media. But that was kind of back when people didn't really know. Like, okay, okay, okay. So, like when you think back to Pokemon cards, for example, the reason why Pokemon cards back from like the 90s are so rare is because no one realized that they'd be super worth a lot of money. You know, decades from now, no one realized that they would actually matter, right? In the same way, that all these people who got really big with the growth of YouTube, with the growth of Twitch, no one knew that was going to be possible, that, that such success was possible, and that's why kind of they were able to do it. If it was obvious that such a thing could be achieved, so many more people would have been trying to do it, and the odds of the, those particular people succeeding would have been much, much lower, right? I just said I was 29. I'm old enough to seem like I have my shit together to people who are young. I'm old enough to seem smart because I've had a few years to think about some stuff. But I'm not so old that people look at me as, as if like I'm their father or whatever. <laughs> I mean, certainly becoming complacent is a way to uh, lose your popularity. But I think for a lot of people, they get rich and then they're like, I don't really want to go to the effort to grinds to be competitive. I'm just going to do what I'm comfortable with. And then they sit in what they're comfortable with until they peter out, you know? It really depends, I suppose, 
for the popular content creators what they're there for. Like, I sincerely like making content. I don't think that's going to change. I like having an audience, you know. Being held to higher standards and what drives behavior. I saw that someone commented that they felt like you were more like a prick than a good guy, and I completely disagree. While you definitely are mean sometimes, at least you realize your mistakes which shows you do care. People, I've told this before, people have different standards of what it means to be a prick and, and, and not, right? And it's just, uh, I, I had a ramble about this before. I don't know if you want to repeat it, but um, that's just life, uh, being a content creator. And I've found, as I've gotten larger, people hold larger content creators to standards that are so high that they would never hold anyone to. As in, as a content creator, you are expected to be orders of magnitude better than the average person in terms of your conduct. Stuff that regular people do every day, if you do, people uh, think you're a complete piece of shit. A admittedly, there is more responsibility and you do impact people more, so you can understand why they'd be at least somewhat of a higher standard. But I swear, sometimes it feels as though people will criticize you for stuff that they themselves do frequently, you know? It's like that rant I had once where it's like, I got angry in a video game and people were like, how? Could you ever be angry at a video game? I'm like, motherfuckers, I'm sure you get angry at video games all the fucking time. Relax. Let me be a normal person for five minutes. It's like I call a person the fuckwit, and they're like, how dare you use such language? It's like, have you never called a person on the internet a fuckwit before? Like, I I'm sure you have. I'm sure this is the first that you've heard. There's this uh, tendency where it's, it's cultural. Uh, in Western countries, when a person acts poorly, people are more likely to assume that this is because of some internal drive or some internal fact like, oh, uh, like this person acts poorly and they go, oh, this person's an asshole. In Eastern countries, they're more likely to think, oh, this person's acting poorly. Man, something bad must have happened to them today. You know, it's Obviously, it differs from person to person. You're biased towards assuming it's internal factors or external factors as to what's causing the behavior that a person's uh, eliciting. But I hope, in most cases, where I do act poorly, I, I hope that people give me the benefit of the doubt and they're like, okay, he's having a bad day, as opposed to, man, this guy's an irredeemable asshole, you know? I'll say all the time, I do push myself to achieve the things that I want to achieve, and uh, I do work long hours sometimes, I do days where I, I should take a day off, maybe I, I, I don't, whatever, and uh, sometimes I have a hard time dealing with some of the annoyances of, of what I do for a living, um, and I act poorly. But uh, I, I think I, in general, do pretty well with it. Like, I will fully admit, like, binge editing for 13 hours or something in a day is probably not good for you mentally. But, uh, <laughs> when I have my eyes set on a, on completing a project, I can kind of get really sucked into it. Do I read YouTube comments? Ever since I found out that there's a thing on the back end that shows you every comment that's been listed on your YouTube channel, whenever I have a little bit of downtime or whatever, I'll open it and just read a couple of comments and respond to people. I basically treat YouTube comments in the same way that I do Twitter. How on a little break or something, I'll uh, open the comments along with the rest of my social media. Asking people to like and subscribe. The reason why asking people to sub um, increases the likelihood that they're going to sub is because people forget. When you ask them, people ask themselves the question, do I want to subscribe? 
absence of that question, people may just not think about it, you know? Like, you probably run across videos all the time that you're half watching or whatever, or that you kind of enjoy, and you just never think about hitting the like button, but the second someone asks, you go, oh yeah, I guess I can, I mean, yeah, sure, whatever, you know? It's been proven many times over that it, that it does work to do exactly that. I'd say about 50% of the time, my liking of a video, like pressing the like button, is because a per the, the, the video itself has reminded me. Especially because I'm normally passively watching the video, like I'm not actively thinking about what's going on, or that the video is coming to an end. I've never liked a video when a person's asked me at the beginning of a video though. I won't give a person a like unless I actually like the video. It's less that I'm liking the video because they ask, and it's more that they remind me to ask the question of whether I want to press the like button. Crappy sponsorship games and the association between sponsorships and bad games. I've been receiving a lot of emails, right, from sponsors. I think the nanosecond that December ends, sponsors think they can get cheaper prices uh, with, with content creators because the ad revenue in January is like half what it is in December. So content creators being used to having a certain amount of revenue, they're like, oh yeah, we, I, I need to do sponsors now to keep that same revenue. Uh, I look at the emails, I'm like, I just can't be fucked. If the sponsor said, this is what I'll pay you, I'm far more likely to be interested or to talk to them than when they say, hey, what's your going rate? I'm like, I don't need this kind of stress. I don't, I don't need to go backwards and forwards haggling, haggling for a price or whatever. I got shit to do, you know? Although, Stream Elements did contact me on behalf of Raid Trail Legends to stream their game uh, on Twitch for two hours. Which is funny because I don't use Stream Elements. And all their attempts to move me over over the years, I have not done. I haven't yielded, I haven't uh, adhered to their request to have me move to Stream Elements. But they still contacted me, offering it to me. Because I guess Raid just wants fucking anyone. I wonder if you guys could predict what they were offering me. You guys say all fucking numbers everywhere. It was one thing to play a little bit of a raid, uh, raid the game in my um, my spare time, the little I have, and do like a minute sponsor spot like I did, you know, eight months or whatever for YouTube. It's another thing entirely to play the game for two hours on stream. Like I could play raid for two hours, no problem, but with a chat, people asking you about it, criticizing you for doing the sponsorship at all, that much criticism and heat and shit, I... The amount I'd have to be paid would be fuck tons. And what they were offering me was half. It was a dependent upon a certain amount of downloads, but they were offering me half what I got six months ago or whatever to do a minute sponsor spot in that YouTube video, Facts and Glitches. I always said to people that even for Raid, I would accept the sponsorship only if they offered me an amount of money that you guys would be pissed if I didn't take. And uh, that's why that sponsorship spot exists in on YouTube. But I, the amount of money that I'd have to be paid to play a mobile game on stream for two hours at this point, staggering. I got too much shit to do. If I was a variety streamer though, I think I'd be far more willing to do that because you're just playing a different game every day anyway, you know? What I really need is to be sponsored by Noita. Dark Viper, we're willing to pay you. I I'll accept. Well, we haven't told you how much. Yeah, I'm, I know. Just I'm, I'm sponsored, so I have a justification to play the game now. It's all good. <laughs> okay, five dollars an hour. Perfect. Hundred <laughs> percent. 
Okay, we just need you to play the game for an hour? 10 hours? Do you want to play the game for 10 hours? You got it. <laughs> no, that's not this. No, no, no. You don't. Yeah, I, it, you drive a hard bargain. Guys who made Noita, but five dollars, 10 hours? Fine. <laughs> there was a thing. Who said it? Was it Skara? Who said, no offense to sponsors for games, but the second that someone is sponsoring someone to play a game, Skara says he automatically thinks the game is shit. And that's not fair, because there are good games that sponsor content creators. Especially a lot of indie games. If you if you want to look around and get yourself, you know, a couple of hundred bucks or whatever to play an indie game, you can do that easily. Because they're just starving for attention. But that stigma exists because of games like Raid and stuff. Because the good games that need attention are usually like indie games that don't have huge budgets. So you don't see them actually being accepted in their sponsorships very often. Because the amount of money that they, they can offer is not usually of interest to really big content creators. The only ones that can really make it worth your time are these, you know, gacha, random microtransaction games. And because they're the ones who get picked up the most, that, that kind of stigma begins to exist. Streamlabs is impressively useless. I am so sick of Streamlabs, guys. They've been out of shirts for two months. Arguably, it's probably closer to six months at this point. And they're like, oh yeah, we, we got some more shirts coming in, don't you worry, and we have them in stock right now. And I go check a week later and they're out of stock. Again. You're a fucking merch company, and you're out of shirts. Shirts! Like, oh, you're a global pandemic. You mean the thing that's been going on for 18 months? That, like, any company worth its salt has figured out its supply lines? This isn't, like, an iPhone that requires parts from 43 different company, uh, countries. It's shirts. I'm like, do you have the ability for me to, like, substitute a different type of shirt in the meantime? Nope. Streamlabs is the biggest pain in my ass. You know what's really annoying though about this? So whenever I would add a new emos to my merch, I would go, okay, mug, jumper, tank top, shirt, done. And next one, mug, jumper, tank top, shirt, over and over again. And now because the shirt's out of stock, it doesn't let me put new designs on the shirts. So I, I I, I can't do my normal formula. I can't finish off one emote. I can only half finish them and then go back later and do them again, which is it, it's just annoying. I say to him, like, if you're gonna get stuck back in, why not let me just put the emotes on the out of stock item and, and, and preemptively so that when it comes back in stock, it can go up on the store. They're like, oh, well, we thought that'd be kind of confusing. I mean, fuck me dead. I, like, it's like, oh, we assumed that anyone who was putting merch on our stores would have, like, the IQ of 10. That there's seven-year-olds. They, they, they've tried to put squares into the circular holes. That they, they wouldn't figure out if you put a note that, if we put a note that said, this item is out of stock, but you can put designs on it preemptively. Like, if you put that up there, it would just confuse people, and they would kill themselves in confusion. Like, it, the amount of problems I've had like, like, I could be making Streamlabs tons of money with my merch. I could be doing that. But they just won't let me. People want my merch. I want to make merch for people. I don't bother advertising it because I just, it's just the, 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 the place that holds it is so fucking terrible.
watching other people's GTA content. <clears throat> of course I know TGG. Good dude. As they have, I've come to be aware more of GTA content creators in the last six months to a year than I ever was before because I don't traditionally watch GTA content. I play GTA 5 every day and most content creators focus on GTA Online. Something I, I've only had a passing interest in because of how difficult it is to stream and because I've had so many other things preoccupying me. It's interesting that Astro hasn't come back. Yeah, Astro seemed like a talented dude. Taking pictures with strangers. If you saw me in public, could you take a picture with me? Absolutely. Obviously, I don't go in public, so uh, I've never had this experience, but I've always imagined that I wouldn't know what to say if a person met me in public and they didn't ask for a picture. Because some people want a picture, but just feel uncomfortable asking for it. So you want to be like, hey, you know, if you want a picture, you know, I'll, I'll give you a picture, it's all cool. But if you said that and the person wasn't interested in one, you sound like you're just egotistical. Like, man, of course you want a picture with me. You want to, you, of course you want a picture with me, the, the Dark Fire Prophecy, come on now. <laughs> you know? Like, I would just be trying to make a situation less uncomfortable. And while doing that, I could potentially uh, make myself come off as an egotistical kind of person. Would I go on other people's podcasts? Would you ever consider going on Code Miku's show? Um, I've only ever seen her in passing, as in clips of her or YouTube videos. I know a little bit about her, but I don't know what her show really consists of. I haven't been popular for very long, to the degree that shows like that would really care to have me on, you know? And there's a very big difference between the more personality-driven content creators, compared to me, who's mainly known for GTA 5. You gotta understand, guys, most people have, like, stories of stuff they've done in their lives or whatever. Uh, I have led a fairly mundane life. What are people gonna interview me and talk to me about GTA 5? So, uh, what's it like having 8,000 hours in a single-player game? It's pretty good. Is that right? Yeah. <clears throat> so who's your favorite character? Like, <laughs> there are very few shows, guys, that I would not go on if I was asked. If that's your question. Three clicks fill up in my recent pacifist episode. I wonder if clicks fill up received a bunch of messages when my pacifist episode came out. People asking him like, oh, why were you in the latest pacifist episode? And he'd be so confused, I imagine. For those who don't know what I'm talking about, so back when I did Derailed Pacifist, which is a few episodes ago now, I messaged Clicks Philip and I asked him to give me some lines. Uh, two lines specifically. Uh, one, Rockstar, please fix. And, come on, Rockstar, even Valve would have fixed this. I didn't know which one I wanted to use. Um, I didn't have a specific place I wanted to use them, so I had him just had him give me them both. And then when I edited Derailed, uh, I found one spot to put one of the lines, and the other one I was like, it's, it's, it's overkill using two lines. So I kept the other line. And I just happened to throw it in last minutes into the episode of Pacifist that just released. But I must have asked for these lines like six months ago or something. You can guarantee that he... Uh, he wouldn't- he would have completely forgotten that he gave the lines to me. Especially considering that, like, he never sent me any messages. He would just send me the sound files. Like, he never said a single word to me, except sending me the sound files. Well, obviously I asked three clicks, Philip, because three clicks, Philip is way better than 
two clicks Philip. And that, that clicks Philip guy. Clicks Philip one, he's, he's really sketchy. <laughs> People spamming say trans rights. So, uh, I've said on stream tra trans rights like 86 times. Uh, I've actually had rants about this multiple times now. I am so fucking sick of the meme say trans rights. It's driven me slowly crazy. It doesn't matter how many times you say it, there's always gonna be some additional fuckwit who comes in and makes you want to say it again. I can't just spend my life saying trans rights on the screen, on, on fucking stream, every 10 minutes to appease these fuckwits who enjoy this meme. Shut up. You are not helping trans people with your, what's what they call it? Performative activism or whatever. No, there's this meme where these fuckwits go around trying to get content creators to say trans rights. Virtue signal. And it, it doesn't matter how many times you say it, it's never enough because people will just keep asking you to say it. Can you imagine if if every like everyone's issue, they did the same thing? It's all I would fucking do all day. Until I tattooed it on my fucking forehead. Like if there's some particular issue of the day or some news or a story you want my opinion on, that's fine. But I'm not a dog here where you can just ask me to bark every five minutes. As a general rule, I do not say things that people ask me to say. Even my own memes, I don't say if people ask me to say them. But if I don't say it, it makes it seem like I don't support trans people. And so it makes me look like an asshole. There is literally no win. And these people know that. If you say it, nothing changes. If you don't say it, they're like, oh man, you didn't fucking say it. Oh, you must be one of those people then. It's, it, 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 there's no winning. And either these people know that, and they're assholes, or they're too dense to know that, and so they should shut the fuck up and leave me alone. Low-income housing. Why do I care so much about low-income housing? There's always going to be people who find themselves in bad circumstances, due to no fault of their own. But even going beyond this, I think fundamentally everyone deserves some kind of shelter. Absence, gross harm to others. I, I can't think of a circumstance where a person doesn't deserve some kind of shelter. I don't care how fucking lazy or terrible they are or whatever. They deserve a roof over their head. And certainly, having an existent foundation where people's needs are being taken care of is good for uh, allowing them to succeed. Like if you don't have to worry about a substantial portion of your check going to rent, you can invest in that, uh, that and other things. Um, or even just, just in general lead a better life, which can improve your psychological well-being. Put it another way, every small thing that you have to worry about, every bit of struggle that you have to maintain your basic needs is time you can't spend on things uh, related to improving yourself or improving your circumstances. If you're struggling every moment just to get by, you don't have time to uh, invest or build a business or take a risk or whatever because you're, you're, you're on the borderline of existence. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing and I wish you all the best.